0: Hello and welcome back. We are so happy you are here to spend this time with us today. This week we have Lisa Hyde as our guest and Lisa is the creator of the confidence crown as well as her coaching program, earn your crown. Lisa is not just an entrepreneur, but she is a beauty and health and wellness expert. She's a retail trend spotter, sought after public speaker and advisor to the next generation of entrepreneurs with the Confidence Crown podcast. Lisa offers a hard-won wisdom gleaned from working as a talent agent and manager for 12 years, as well as more than seven years experience as an independent consultant with North America's number one skincare brand, Rodan and Fields. Lisa is also the author of Be #StrongHer*, Her, A Guide to Building Confidence. In this interview, you will hear Lisa's personal story on how she was able to earn her own crown in building her brand, her business, overcoming fears, all while having to pivot and shift in different phases and chapters in her life through loss, through failures, through all of the challenges that many of us face while we are trying to level up our lives and create something new and different. We know that you are going to get a nugget or two from this episode to apply towards consistency, resiliency, overcoming your fears, and stepping into your own and earning your own crown, as Lisa calls it. Enjoy our interview with Miss Lisa Hyde. Welcome to the art of getting your shit together podcast where each week we help you identify the bullshit that's holding you back and discover the courage to take action to create a life you love and enjoy. Welcome back to the Art of Getting Your Shit Together. I am your host, Lindsay. And I am the co-host, Jenna. (laughs) And today we have a very special guest. We have Lisa Hyde with us. She is the creator of the Confidence Crown podcast, and she motivates and inspires women in her business and all over the globe at this point, because you have such a great outreach, um, to gain confidence in their own life. And you recently just came out with your own book. So congratulations on that. Thank you so much. It has been a
1: crazy year. Lots of new things have happened, and we're only, what, halfway through it? So, yes. woo,
0: for change. <laughs> Yay. Love it. Love Thank the energy, too. Thank
1: <laughs> you for having me on. This is great.
0: Oh, we're happy that you are here, Lisa. And I was so inspired by your story. You've had so many transitions and so many pivots in your life, and I'd love for you to take our listeners back to the beginning of how the Confidence Crown was formed.
1: All right. So I have to start with the way back. Um, But I was a talent agent and manager for 12 years. This was my dream career. It's what I always wanted to do. And I was 12 years in when my mom became ill, and I closed my management company to become her caregiver. And I had to really reevaluate my life as to what I wanted. Now, while she was sick, I didn't think about it. I was, like, again, Doors shut, focus on her, clients need to just deal, and I have to just have my attention on one thing. And I worked high-end retail, which paid bills and kept me busy, um, but my heart wasn't in it. And after she passed away, I had been out of the business for five years. You don't go back. They, nobody wants you back. <laughs> they don't want you back because then you also have to start from the beginning. And I wasn't going to do that either. Um, so I had to really take a hard look at what could I possibly do with my life next because this is all I knew. I was dating a doctor who suggested I go into healthcare. Sorry, that's like a right brain, left brain world. I'm like, I know art and music. <laughs> <laughs> what do you? Science and math. This is what I avoided on purpose in college, um, but I did. I took a I took a two year program um, to get a degree in healthcare, and I <laughs> jumped into a physics physics class first, which was beyond overwhelming. <laughs> um, Oof, sounds terrible. <laughs> that's that's the worst. Horrifying. <laughs> um, but I did it. I think, one, I was a better student the second time around than I was the first time going through college. So I give myself credit for that one. I, was, I think I was one of the few adults in the room. And um, I went through the motions. You know, I, it was two years, $42,000 of investment. But there would be a job at a hospital waiting for me. And I'd have security. And it'd be fine. And whatever, right? Mm-hmm. I started to have panic attacks. I didn't love what I was doing. Couldn't tell anyone. Then I became a caregiver again. My grandmother became ill, and now I was taking care of her. And I was in the tail end of my program, about to graduate, and I was like, Holy, what am I going to do now? Um, And it was just fate or whatever mystical thing, power you want to call it. Someone on LinkedIn reached out and said, Hey, I do a home business and I've been able to pay off my bills and my husband does this and I do that. I'm like, I'm like, what, what sales? You're out of your mind. I I did retail. I, I, you've got the wrong person. I was such a skeptic. I was such a negative Nancy. I was like, um, excuse me, how did you get my number? Like what? This is weird. Um, and I took a breath. I let her explain. We had another phone call and I let her tell me the full story and I was like, um, cause she said a magic word to me in there. You can do it as a hobby. Mm-hmm. Now, <laughs> as someone who was about to enter a new career that I knew I was going to hate dealing with another massive loss, I needed a hobby. I needed something to look forward to. True. So I jumped in. I didn't know a damn thing about direct sales. I didn't really want to know anything. I just wanted to make a hobby. <laughs> so I did. And I started using the products like they tell you to, and three weeks later, I have nurses at the hospital grabbing me and cornering me like, hey, what's going on with you? Now, mind you, I'm not sleeping, I'm not eating, I am 24-7 training in a hospital, at night in the hospital with my grandmother. I don't know anything. And I was like, oh my god, I've been using these new products. They're like, you look amazing, and we need it, I'm like, oh, (laughs) okay, uh, sure. And I called the person who signed me up, she was nowhere to be found call the next person. They're like, just bring the product in. The boxes tell you everything. And I really, honestly, three weeks in, I knew Zippo. I came into the cafeteria at the hospital. I put the boxes down and I pointed to everything that had the titles. I'm like, uh, that one does that, that does that. Oh, this is the one I'm using. And they all bought. And I had a business. <laughs> I was like, holy crap. That's all I had to do. And the woman who explained this to me, she's like, just keep sharing. And I was like, yeah. Ah. So it was eight years ago. (laughs) I have been sharing ever since. And I took this time to heal from all that loss and work on my own personal development. And I've been on this path where I've just been like, you know, I didn't know about this stuff before. I wasn't, this isn't when I went to college. This wasn't what I was taught to do. But I've always loved working for myself and I've always loved being able to help other people. And this gave me a platform to do it. The Confidence Crown just came out of it by default because of the people I'm training who are getting stuck because they're afraid to try new things. And I'm like, look, if I could do it, you could do it. And that's really where this all came from was just let me share all the crazy I've been through, all the loss, all the failures, and I'm still here. And I just turned 50. So hi, new career at (laughs) (laughs) so the products work and um, I get to just be passionate and serve people and my life couldn't be better so I'm in awe sorry it's a long story but it's very twisted because I would have never known how to get here yeah if you said do this I'd have been like do what I wouldn't have known
0: yeah and it's not too long of a story it's an amazing story and I want to go back a little bit with what it took to gain that resiliency? Because being a a caregiver is challenging enough. I can't imagine being a caregiver for my own loved one. I come from the funeral industry, and so I'm very familiar with how that all works. So taking that on as as such a young age for your mother, then your grandmother, how did you overcome all the challenges of being a caregiver?
1: I think one of the best traits that my mother and grandmother taught me and probably my motivation for today and why it's so important for me to help other people is they always supported me. They were always my cheerleaders. They were always the one in the corner um, who was like, yeah, if you want to try it, do it. You you love it, go for it. You know, again, my my era, it's so bizarre. If I could (laughs) have, if it had been okay for nice Jewish girls to go to beauty school In the 80s, when I went to college, I would have done it then I always was interested in cosmetology Hairstyling makeup, like I loved makeup obsessed and it just wasn't acceptable Now, I'd always wanted to be an agent from age five. So that was going to be the career. But I had this inner voice inside me that was like, but you really love this other thing. And I was always doing my friends makeup, doing wedding makeup. I mean, I just did it for fun. That was my hobby. And it just wasn't okay, society wise for me to do that then. But they supported the hobby. They were always like, Introducing me to people. Oh, she's an agent, but she also does makeup. Look, she did that video, and she did that. So, you know, I had mm-hmm. the love and support from them, um, and it was always just follow your own path, just be safe and cool about it. Um, my mom and I, we were best friends. We were really close in age, so I, I mean, I was destroyed. I, it, it wrecked me to my core. But I couldn't stop because my grandmother was still there. Mm -hmm. right? So if she could keep going after that, then I've got to be able to do it. And she was super strong. Um, So it was then losing her that I was like, okay, I think I've lost all my strong people. (laughs) I'm not sure how to keep going. And that's when I truly poured into personal development for me, because it had been so many years of taking care of other people, putting myself off. I've always been a fixer. I've always been a caregiver. I mean, since childhood, I was the one people came to, hey, I've got a problem with my boyfriend, or I don't know what to do about this. I've been doing this my whole life. I just didn't have a title. And the funniest thing is I talk about this now because I just did a course with him, but Tony Robbins was a client at William Morris when I started, and I avoided him like the plague. I was 22, 23, and I looked at him like this massive giant who was way too happy to be for real, and I was like, get away from me. You are out of your mind. And now, of course, <laughs> here I am. Yeah. Like, cool. I love spending time with him. Like, it couldn't make me feel better, but I couldn't see it then. I wasn't, I wasn't open. I wasn't available to the personal growth that I needed. And it took a while. And I had done therapy before. I'm from a divorce. I mean, my parents. Were, I was two and a half when they got divorced. So mm-hmm. I've been through it all. So I think I've just always had that ability to just pick myself up, keep going. And if I really could bottle it, I would, because I understand that this is something that stumps other people. And yet I just keep going. I just keep going. <laughs> I don't know. I just, life is short. If you don't try
0: everything, you're going to have regrets. And the underlying thing that you keep mentioning too, that I'm hearing is opportunity. Yeah. Yeah. When you were able to see the opportunity at the right time in your life and you're open to that, that's when you started to gain the momentum in your business and being able to see other things that were there. Even just talking to the woman who approached you on LinkedIn, you were open to it, right? Even though you're like, who are you? Leave me alone. you were like, still open, right? At least. Totally. But I was the massive skeptic. I was like, <sighs> direct
1: sales, please. Like, I mean, I'm rolling my eyes just so your audience understands. Like, it's like I was the one who was like, those are scams. That's not real. Nobody can actually make a living out of that. But my skin changed dramatically in three weeks and I was graduating in four months. And the, the choice was invest in myself and make this work or take the job at the hospital. I took the long leap of faith because I knew I was going to be miserable at the hospital. And that to me was, I can't be miserable anymore. I've been miserable for years. This caretaking stuff is devastating. I needed something that was going to be all me, all my focus. And even if I failed, I could always go back to the
0: hospital. Yeah. Yeah. There is a, a lot of opportunity with direct sales and multi-level marketing companies. I myself, once upon a time, was a beach body coach and all those things. And even though there's kind of like a, a script and a plan for you, you have your products, you're usually assigned a coach to help mentor you, right? It's still a challenge. Absolutely. Everything is. Yeah. And so how did you maintain the confidence Because when you're seeing all these other people, this is where it's coming from. When you see all these other successful people in the business and you're just starting out, comparison can get in the way. Um, You're like, how am I ever going to get there? You know, if this is just a hobby, how many hours am I going to have to put in? How did you up level your confidence to just get yourself out there and make it full time?
1: Again, that passion for not wanting to take the JOB, like that was so much bigger. I was just coachable. I was truly open. I was like, just tell me what I have to do. I'm going to learn. Again, I I did start into that personal development world. I didn't quite know what it was at the beginning. You know, they give you a bunch of books in the very beginning, like, read this, listen to this. And as I would grow, I would get added to different um, workshops and there would be motivational speakers who would come and talk. Like I would earn all of these like Great experience. I wasn't even understanding like the level of the coaching that I was getting because it was still so new to me. And I was like, "But why do I need a coach?" Like, I, I, I listen. I'm a coach, and I was questioning why I need a coach um, <laughs> because it didn't all click until I finally admitted this is unlike anything I've ever done. We none of us grow up understanding this particular world and because we are in the digital age we literally grew up with facebook it changes all the time you can have a great run and then all of a sudden your social media is dead and it doesn't mean you haven't been doing the right things it's that you haven't been willing to make changes are you getting on and going live are you still just posting flat lays i mean it's not gonna work People want authentic imaging. So you need to be constantly open to learning. And I think it's me actually delving into that for myself and then starting to teach it to my team and just seeing that the cycle with the people who were actually absorbing it, the people who were actually using it, were seeing success. And I was like, okay, this does work. You just got to be consistent.
0: Yeah.
1: And that's it. You will see results if you're consistent. And I, I don't know, I mean, listen, I'm not the fastest grower in my business at all. Um, I am one of the OGs for sure in the company and, um, I love it, but I have been through everything I've even, you know, had huge success and I've lost a whole leg of my team and I've had to rebuild. So I understand the people who question it and, and don't understand. But I also know there's nothing better than residual income. And I will always figure out a way to create it. And as an agent, my actor clients would get paid for a job. And I get paid for that. And then they get all these residual checks that they live off of for years. Mm-hmm. I never got a dime of those. And that was the only other time I'd heard of what residual income was. Yeah, I didn't even know you could have it outside of, yeah. outside of the acting world. I was like, wait, there's other ways to get it? So now I am obsessed with figuring out ways to create that because that's the key. That's how you get to keep doing what you want, how you get to pick your hours, how you get to constantly focus on your own growth and helping other people. Residual income is the key.
2: Well, and one of the things I, as a designer, I, I actually back in the day, I was a Mary Kay lady. So some I don't know if any of y'all knew that, but (laughs) I was on track for a pink Cadillac. I'm just not a pink Cadillac, but a car. I mean, eventually I would have gotten to the pink Cadillac, but I also had to make the choice. Do you use your degree or do you sell makeup? And I chose the degree. Um, But I will say that like one of the things that you're saying is as far as gaining confidence and, and the ability to lead a team and grow. Anytime you step into the arena of working for yourself, there is no fail safe. There is no net. You have to make it happen. Either you do or you don't. So the confidence is something that gets built. And one of the things that's great about drug sales companies is they're real big. Um, And any business, honestly, because I had to come into personal development. That's one of the reasons we have this podcast is because we're very passionate about personal development. But you have to learn ways to become resilient and overcome fear and become more confident and put yourself out there and get over price things yeah. and overcome objections and all of the things that come with owning a business. So personal development is crucial and it's one of the pillars of a direct sales business. And back then when I did Mary Kay, it was like, I think we were still on like cassette tapes and I would put a tape in my car <laughs> yes. and I would listen to all these talks and I didn't know, like you, didn't know at the time that what I, what was happening to my brain was I was growing and learning and becoming more resilient. Yeah, <laughs> But I think that's one of the great things is if you, I always say, if you want to grow as a person, you work for yourself. Absolutely. Start your own business. Absolutely.
1: Yeah. And get a coach. And again, again, I was the one who was resistant to it. I didn't understand it because I was educated. I went to college. I've had careers. I've managed other people. Why the hell would I need a coach to help me run another business? It didn't make sense to me until I realized, because I'm selling me, Even though there's a product behind me, I'm selling me. And so I do need a coach. I need someone to help pull out those strengths in me and to help me work on my weaknesses. It doesn't mean I'm bad. It just means I need to have good focus. And again, you don't really know. I absolutely, positively hated, feared, and dreaded public speaking. In college, I kept switching my major so that I wouldn't have to take a public speaking course. And math. Those, yeah. I avoided those two things like <laughs> the plague. So what happens to me a couple of years? Well, first of all, the six, first six months of my business, I realized, oh, shit, if I'm going to grow this thing, I'm going to have to learn how to do public speaking. I was like, oh, flop sweat. I mean, just the big, the biggest fear ever of public speaking. I dreaded it. But eight years ago, there weren't a lot of consultants in my area. So I teamed up with someone, she and I would do weekly and monthly meetings where we talk. There'd be five people, then there were 30 people, maybe 100 people. And every time, even though we practiced and practiced and I memorized my scripts, I knew exactly what to say, I would still get the flop sweat. I would still be in a panic. I would still hate the action of it. But the more I did it, easier it got. Now, again, Thinking about having to do it, sweat, ang- anxiety builds up and I'm like, oh, 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 oh. if I only had Mel Robbins five two, one, then I would have been so much easier. She hadn't written that yet, but I was doing the same kind of thing, which was I was talking myself into it. I can do it. I can do it. I know what I'm going to say. I know what I'm going to say. Da, da, da. And I would just go. And it was fun because I was doing it like you guys, I was bouncing it off of someone. So we could also take a bit of a break, right? You'd say something catch your breath they'd say something and it was kind of nice little banter it made it a little creative then my upline said hey we have a leadership summit I think you should come speak we want to hear your best practices because you're doing really well oh okay that's awesome I didn't know anyone knew who I was like okay great like okay sure um so she's like yeah you're just going to share your best practices um you know and just we'll do it'll be the second day you get there whatever I loved her. I was like, sure, whatever you want, because she had always been the one who just said, just, just do it. You'll be fine. Just do it. You'll be fine. So the night before we all got to Nashville and everyone's going out and drinking and she had like tapped me on the shoulder. Hey, so you're going to be going on at this time tomorrow. And you know, there's 6,000 of us here. And I was like, what? There's 6,000 of us here. She's like, yeah, no big deal. You'll have a mic. Just come in a few months early. We'll mic pack. I was like, A mic? Now I have spent my life behind a camera for on purpose. I don't like being in front of the camera. I don't like being on stage. I do not like microphones. What am I doing? So I paced my hotel room that night studying my cards while everyone else was drinking and having a good time because I wanted to make sure that I didn't screw up. Now these are my peers. These are people I worked with. I shouldn't have had the same fear that I'm telling you but it was the first time on a big stage and they did mic me and my mic didn't work. They had all kinds of audio issues, and I just kept thinking, okay, just, just talk about what you know, just talk about what you know, be fine. It'll be over soon. It'll be over soon. It'll be over soon. <laughs> and I did it. I don't remember what I said. It just to me, it was like a blur of words, like, blah, 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 blah. and then it was over. And then everyone came up to the stage, like, oh my god, how did you do this? And can you, can I get some more notes on how you did this? And I was like, oh, you, you heard me, like. I wasn't sure I said anything. I wasn't sure anything had come out of my mouth, but I had figured out that there were a couple of people in the room who I knew. So I would just like look at them because yeah. the room was overwhelming and hearing my voice through the mic, through the monitors was overwhelming. So I just kept looking at the few faces that were recognizable to me and I would just smile at, you know, they would smile at me and I'd be like, okay. I'm not going to fall over her. I'm going to do it. <laughs> and, then, and then it was fine because once that was done, now I was like, okay, sure. <laughs> Bring me yes. a stage. I, I can got talk to anybody <laughs> who cares about public speaking. That's so yeah. easy. And I teach this to everyone I know who has the same dilemma. I don't know what to do. I don't know. Just practice. Write out what you want to say in your words. Make it your words because it does not work when you're reading someone else's script. And then just memorize the damn thing. I literally taped things onto the mirror in my bathroom, getting ready in the morning, and I would just keep reading it over and over and over until it flowed out of my mouth like I actually was saying it without reading it. Because there was no teleprompter working. That that day, everything was down. Like, Mike was in and out, and the teleprompter was Zippo. So mm-hmm. I literally was like, holy crap, just do what you know.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. And that's it. And I love that you said... You know, make it your own words. Anytime that you're doing something where, especially when you are getting uncomfortable, sometimes we want to show up the way we think we need to or say the things we think we should. But the more authentic we can be, the more of ourselves that is shown at that moment, that's when you're going to connect with people. It's just like with you, you're like, the more I shared, the more, you know, customers I had because you were just showing up and you were. You're being an example, especially of the company and the products you use. But you are just sharing constantly. And really? when when I know that I'm going to be speaking, I always um, force my husband to listen to me, oh. which he is probably the one that I want to impress the most. So I know if I can get it through with him, I'm I'm golden. Because unlike you, if I'm presenting in front of my peers, I'm more nervous than if I present a bunch of, in front of a bunch of strangers. But the consistent part about it is be prepared and just be you. Don't come up with a bunch of things you think you should say because if you do get stuck, when you just have to start to riff and trust yourself in the moment when you forget what you want to say and you're just trying to gather your thoughts, then it's going to be smooth and consistent. No one's ever going to know. Totally. No one
1: knows. No one knows. And the thing about talking in front of people who don't know you or don't know your business, they don't know the mistakes you're making. Now, of no. course, your peers would be like, Oh, no, no, that was not there. But they don't, they're not going to call you out on it either. You know, the fact is, you were on stage, and they weren't. And that was like, huge. Um, and it's still funny to me today that that was, that was four years ago. And it was such a pivotal moment, because it really gave me my legs to know that I can do something I absolutely positively feared my whole life. And again, mm-hmm. after that, I was like, bring it on. I'll try anything. What do you, well, sure, let's go, let's go. But about your own words and keeping it authentic, I just put a sales video out, the first one I ever made, because I've, I've never put my online courses out into the public. They've always just been within my brand. And I left a massive... I don't want to say it's a typo, um, but I said someone's name wrong and a very, very important person who's a public figure. And I said his name wrong. And I was like, oh, man, I need to go back and edit that. And then part of me was like, no, I'm keeping this so raw and authentic. They're going to hear that I messed up the most important person's name, the one who mentored me to do this course. I actually said his name wrong. And I think it will always be like this funny moment where I will be able to say, and when he hears it, like, gee, Lisa, thanks. But I'll be like, but I wanted to show people that you don't have to be perfect. Nothing has to be perfect. You'd like it to be clean and concise, but perfect isn't real. Yeah. And me messing up his name is totally normal.
0: Yep. (laughs) And I think like 80% is awesome. And we, I follow... Brooke Castillo, a famous life coach, and she always talks about you know B minus work, B minus work, because if you're striving for perfectionism, it's going to be unattainable, and you're going to be dissatisfied. And if you're just doing the eighty percent, if you think like this is eighty percent of what I could put out, that's a B minus, right? That's not bad. It's not a bad grade. So giving yourself the grace to just you know be human, you can mess up a little bit. If you're on stage and you're sweating your ass off, you're human. <laughs> it's okay. Totally, so, totally.
2: Well, and the other thing about that is. I love that you said. You've done this, right? You overcame this huge fear of public speaking, a fear that you'd had ever since you could your earliest memories. Totally. And you did it and then you felt like you could crush it every single time after that. But you still get the sweats before you go on because guess what? You're still human and you still have emotions. And we always say you can't personal develop yourself out of being human. No, you still like I know I, I just had a speaking engagement recently, too. So I know exactly all those feelings. And I'm like, I know all this. Why is my heart pounding out of like I could feel it in my throat? And I'm like, why is this happening to me? I'm not nervous. It was more like the adrenaline and like the sweats that come with that. But it's like, we still go through that even the people who are the most practiced at these things. Mm -hmm. I think bringing a level of authenticity into this because even though you appear to be at this certain level in your career or your game, you're still human human that gets nervous and you mess up and you're not perfect. And that's good. Nobody wants to be friends with a perfect person.
1: No. And it's so funny because it really is like the sales video. I left it on the page and I was like, oh my God, he is so, I'm going to get razzed so hard. But at the same time, I wanted to show them it happens. I literally just got tongue tied and I just wanted to keep going. It would, I know who it is. (laughs) I just pronounced the name wrong, but it is so important. And the flop sweat doesn't happen the same way. And that adrenaline, I mean, that is something that Mel Robbins is I will give her credit for this one, that five, four, three, two, one. You turn that that adrenaline is exactly the same for fear as it is for excitement. She so you mm-hmm. just say to yourself, instead of, oh my god, I did. Shit. I'm excited. Yeah, I'm excited, I'm <laughs> yeah. excited. This is gonna be great. This is gonna be great. And then you just go because yeah. your brain will listen to that. It it yeah. it doesn't understand the anxiety being fear or excitement. So just go for the excitement. And you just tell yourself and then And then it does become easier. Yes, you wouldn't be human if you didn't get those butterflies and that feeling right before because you're still putting yourself out there and in a public way. And there's still going to be people there who are going to be, you know, observing every moment. And you're like, "Eh, back off. You try this.
0: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I think. We experienced that at Tony Robbins when I had to tell remind Jenna I'm like this is going to be great we're going to walk across hot coals Jenna get excited and she's like I don't want to do this and I'm, I'm like come this. on
2: you're doing this I'm like I am not doing this you are absolutely out of your freaking mind I'm like, we're
0: fucking doing this get your ass across we did it there. we did it
2: I did it I'm like thank you for making me do that
1: yes I'm so good for you for doing the hot coals we did good because I wouldn't want to do it either but you know what. You rocked it. You did it. And now you can say, I did that. You can, you can, and that's the whole thing. If I can get through all of this, you can get through all of this. If I have to learn all of these things that I didn't grow up with. I mean, you 20-something, sorry, you have it made. You grew up with these devices in your hand. They make sense to you. It is still a foreign language for me. And I'm constantly having to teach myself and to learn and to try new things. And it doesn't come automatically. So it is practice. But I'm doing it. Mm -hmm. And
2: that's what matters. Yeah. When you actually do the thing instead of just putting it on your wish list. Yeah. You got to do that instead of just talk about it. Exactly. Exactly.
1: You guys are so cute. I love it.
0: (laughs) So with all the things that have gone on in your life and all the transitions you've had, and you've had to pivot a lot, like we've been talking about, I know that you believe that self-care is not selfish. I've heard you say that before. So what does self-care look like for you? You know, it's so many things,
1: but the obvious, taking care of your external, but taking care of your internal. So meditation, again, diving deep into personal development. I personally am addicted to audible.com. Um, they don't pay me, but I'm telling you, I love you. Um, and I listen to audible books all the time and I actually get some of my best ideas. I actually, my best circumstance is multitasking with it. So it's funny. I learned this taking the physics class. I could not sit down and read that book without passing out. So I got on a treadmill Mm -hmm. and I read it and I took my notes. So it's interesting. It also helped me to remember things. So now when I'm walking my dog, people will always see me with headset on. If I'm not on a call, I am listening to an audible book and I'm thinking about the next class I want to teach or the Thing I want to talk about on the podcast or whatever it is I'm thinking about my next idea because that's when my brain starts to get creative and starts to allow me to get quiet from the noise of my job and actually let me start producing so meditation sometimes works but truly my best little secret for getting that creative spirit going is moving and listening to someone else talking in a positive mm-hmm. way. yeah it's crazy I will be at the gym and all of a sudden you'll see me like <laughs> go over to the side of the gym and I open the notes section on my phone and I start like typing in ideas like, okay, next podcast episode. Okay. Next uh, class. This is going to be because I start to go, Ooh, ideas start to spin. But if yeah. I sat at my desk to write it, it wouldn't happen. I'd be like, Oh, uh, okay. I need to go do something. I'll go look at emails. Like it won't come to me if I'm just sitting in a quiet room alone.
0: Yep. You need that extra stimuli to get you going. Mm-hmm. I was just talking to another coach I know and she's studying positive psychology and she was talking about one of the biggest motivators that you can do to shift your motivation to get your brain going is movement just exercising even just by walking so it makes perfect sense why that connection is happening for you
1: and you're talking about self-care and I, I sorry I went off tangent but that was part of it is because that to me has become my self-care um, but the other part of it is truly my health and wellness. So, because of my mom and my grandmother, I'm uber aware of my health. And I also want to make sure that I hopefully live a happy, healthy life, long one. Um, so I spend a lot of time delving into some types of alternative medicine. I love it, though. I you know, do cryotherapy, I use an infrared bed, um, no more high intensity workouts for me. I mean, I've learned what my body can and can't handle, I've abused it. And I've come back from that. And so for now, me, it's just really about being healthy, gentle and happy um, and just finding ways to do that. But it's all and anything that comes under the (laughs) anti-inflammatory, like list of things to be doing. That's where my self-care is really the highest, because that's what I need to be spending my time on is just slowing down. Because the type A in me who wants to do everything and who actually wants to get an A+, has to be okay with getting the B minus. And that's also been something I've had to learn over the years. It's just like, all right, not everything's going to be perfect. It's okay.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And that B minus sounds like it creates some more endurance long term because you're not just exerting so much energy into whatever it is, whatever category. And
1: learning how to delegate, that's been the hardest thing for me. That truly Mm -hmm. has been like the big like whopper, like, but they don't do it the same way I do. I unfortunately have just had some bad luck at finding the right people to delegate to. So if anyone I think that is
2: the norm, honestly. Well, I hope I'm uh, going through the same thing and it's tough.
1: Well, I hope you don't go through what I went through because not only was she my assistant, she stole from me and then tried to take my identity. So wow. Wow. That's pretty brutal. Yeah, vetting has become a much more serious skill and importance and Yes. it's so sad we just can't trust people
2: yeah you never know no well and those those are the learning opportunities some people can get I know Tony Robbins talks about this how he had somebody work for him that I don't know if he embezzled money or did something and he said I could have let it be the demise of me or I could take it dust myself off learn from it and move on and that's the only thing you really can do in that situation is what can I learn from this It happened to dean as
1: well yeah both of them yeah yeah and it sucks i no doubt about it it really sucks and it has messed up my whole timeline for the summer but i got it done and i figured Mm -hmm. it out and so i'm not exactly where i want to be again okay i'm still gonna keep moving forward um she didn't break me she just slowed me down so
2: well and we all For you, it was an assistant. For others, it might be something else. And I know, I'm sure, you know, death of loved ones is another thing that, you know, it's it's anything that's really completely beyond our control or if it was within our control, we just were not made aware of it. It's just a learning opportunity. And you either take it as an opportunity or you can look at it as a failure and let it hold you back.
1: I look at every relationship in my life as a lesson um, and I know that is definitely a common issue. People, you know, again, I come from a broken family. I am textbook, broken family, absent father, bad relationships with men, yo-yo weight diets, you know, just everything I've done it all. But I drew a line at some point. I was like, enough with all this. I'm not going to blame these people anymore for how my life was or what happened to me. Um, But instead, I find the motivation to like prove them wrong.
0: I love that mm -hmm.
1: those exes who said I wasn't, you know, good enough or, you know, pretty enough Mm -hmm. or whatever the hell they said, fuck them. I'm here to prove them all wrong. Uh, so that's, I think that's what also kind of drives me. It's like, I don't care. You know, people can have their opinions as their opinions. It's not how, it's not what I think about myself.
0: And having a little competitive edge in there is sometimes motivating. I, (laughs) I agree.
1: Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Hey, you know what? As
2: long as it's an ethical and moral thing, nobody's gonna question your motivations for doing something. <laughs> <Absolutely>. <laughs> well, you are absolutely inspirational and I know people are going to go find out what you're up to, but before we let you go, we like to take people through our final five questions that we ask every guest that come onto the podcast. Okay. The first one is my it's always my favorite because I just love (laughs) I love the shit sandwich I love the crap out of it but um we want to know what your shit sandwich is and the shit sandwich is the thing that sucks about what you do but you love what you do so much that you're willing to eat the shit sandwich because everything we do sucks some of the time
1: such a good one I'm like which shit sandwich um you know I think right now it's the I'm in this creative mode. I'm wanting to get all of this material out there and I don't have the help that I need. And mm-hmm. then I've been trusting the wrong people. I, it's been a year of learning and a year of me failing a lot. Um, and so I keep getting back up. So I, I, But I love what I do. So it is a shit sandwich because it has not provided the path or the road that I thought it would. I thought these would be like, launches would be like, whoo, like skyrocketing, like winning. No, I'm stumbling along. And so, you know, my accountant thinks it's a shit sandwich, but I'm really, I'm okay. (laughs) I'm okay. But it's been, again, a lot of lessons and, you know, knowing my limitations, what I can do. And then again, being able to delegate the other things, but just asking better questions about the people I'm delegating to, like, really, what is your experience in this field? Like, how much time have you actually done this? between a website being made wrong between assistants taking things they shouldn't take you know all these things again could have completely crippled me and stopped me but i ate the sandwich and i moved on so yep. yeah yeah mm-hmm. i i feel like there's a lot of them i i, I but i it doesn't stop me it doesn't mm-hmm. stop me but yeah that's a good question holy crap <laughs> just this last week alone just getting this
0: program out that was a shit sandwich (laughs) (laughs) so in your life and business whichever one what are your top three values you hold closest to you honesty
1: empathy and passion
0: those are all amazing
1: Mm, thanks never been asked that question that's a good one I like
2: that is there a quote that you think of often or like to live your life by
1: hold on it's the one that fell on the floor (laughs) (laughs) it's the one I keep behind my desk that fell on the floor after the earthquake Um, be fearless in the pursuit oh shoot (laughs) (laughs) oh my gosh it's so buried down here it's on the floor broken
0: Perfect. get it off the ground
1: be fearless in the pursuit of what sets your life on fire Yes. (laughs)
0: yeah. <laughs> perfect. God, there you holy
1: go. crap! Sorry about that, everyone.
2: <laughs> it's okay. We uh have we have D- we have empathy and sympathy for the um, earthquake that shit happened.
0: Show number. That was a shit sandwich number three. <laughs> <laughs> it's perfect. All right. What is your favorite failure? Oh,
1: this one's good. I think everyone. Everyone should be able to like this and relate to it. Um, I worked really, really hard on releasing my podcast, and I had this launch prepared, and I had planned it out. I had my influencers who were going to help support it, and it was going to be just the most amazing launch. And then I found out that my editor wasn't on the same timeline I was, and he hadn't finished editing those first four you have to have to pump out at the beginning. And so my launch got delayed and then all the influencers were on vacation and nobody came out to play. So (laughs) it's like, I like, I launched and it was like, like this little (laughs) ticket that just like it lit up and it died. And that's actually the book I wrote. Had to get it done, had to get it done. It was an ebook, push, 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 push. And we finally get it out. We're so excited, launch it, and it was the same day that Rachel Hollis launched her newest book. Oh, could I have picked a worse day in Amazon history?
0: No, she had, <laughs> Amazon and life coach history. Yes, <laughs> she had, like a six months
1: with pre-orders. Like I, again, I came out. And it was like bleep. But again, I don't stop. What's cool is when you look it up, her her name comes up. Like we're in the same world. And yeah book actually talks about a lot of the same things, (laughs) but, well, and the
0: thing is, is that you're still doing it. I'm still Mm -hmm. doing
1: it. The paperback is coming out soon and we'll try it again. Hopefully Rachel isn't releasing something else that day. I mean, who? (laughs) the crazy thing is I had the pre-order myself. I knew, but I didn't know it happens and you just keep going. So yeah. Yeah. For launches.
2: Just to speak to that a little bit. I think we have anytime we're like birthing something, you're creating and you're putting your life and your soul and your heart into something. And then it is done. You've given birth and you're like, okay, where are the fireworks? Where yeah. is the party? Where, you know, and then it, the outcome isn't the same as what you imagined it in your head. It would be, yep. I think Lindsay and I talk a lot on here and Lindsay, especially is to stop being so attached to the outcome. Yep. We talk about enjoying the journey. Right. And actually understanding that it's a process and it's probably not going to turn out the way you want it to, but it's not going to be the last thing you do or try.
1: Absolutely not. And that's, again, why I keep going and people are like, well, if it didn't, it's okay. The podcast will find its audience. The book gets another fresh launch and I wrote a book that was never in the plan. So, yeah, I mean, and as I give myself credit, so I have to be like, oh, hey. Good job. You did it. Celebrate. No matter what the outcome is,
2: celebrate your success because how many people out there have a book in them and they'll never write it?
1: 100%. And again, I had to laugh at the day, the choice that I made to launch a book. There was, there was no way in hell that it was ever going to be seen. But I did it. And I can say that I did it. And that was kind of like, huh, that was absolutely positively nothing on my radar before. I didn't know I could do it. And I did it. And that's why I think people just have to try. Again, I'm just going to have to write another one. You know, I'm going to have to teach another course. I'm going to have to do things more than once to make it a big success. And that's okay.
0: Yeah, to get good at anything, too. Sometimes you just got to give it another go. Multiple times, several times. Get a coach. Find additional resources to Make it better than it was the last time.
1: Wait, get a coach? Did you say get a coach? Yeah. Get that, a coach, that's coach. so amazing. I, <laughs> I have to agree with you on that. Yeah, of course. <laughs> and the coach has a coach. I mean, that's it. I, you know, I learn from others. And I think that's the trickle-down effect. People need to realize coaches have coaches. And it keeps going on because we all need to keep learning and pushing and being accountable and forgiving ourselves because not everyone will finish the work that we finished, you can say you want a podcast, but look, we have, we have podcasts. That's fantastic. There's a thousand people who said they want to do it and they haven't done it. Agree.
2: True. Awesome. Okay. Well, where can people find you and what do you have going on notable right now that they might be able to join a course
1: or yeah. anything like that? Tell us, tell us everything. What's happening. I know it's so exciting because there's a lot going on. Okay. So, um, on Instagram, uh, The Confidence Crown is me, Lisa Hyde. So just look for The Confidence Crown. Website has the same name, theconfidencecrown.com. And yes, there is a coaching class happening as we speak. Um, and it's called Earn Your Crown. And you can also find that on Instagram right now in my bio. And last but not least, um, Be Strong Her, my guide to building confidence. The book will be coming back out very soon. So that'll be available on Amazon. And your podcast. The Confidence Crown on Amazon. Perfect. Podcast. Yeah. You made it very Tried easy. I try to make it easy. I do. <laughs> I, do. <For> everybody <laughs> to I find have to <laughs> something in my life. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you
2: so much for being a guest today. I know people are going to love this interview, and I know people are going to want to go follow up with you out in cyberspace.
1: Thank you so much. So. You guys have been so sweet. This has been a treat. Thank you. The Art of
2: Getting Your Shit Together is produced and edited by LD Coaching and Blush Cactus Boutique Design Studio. We would love it if you'd head over to iTunes and subscribe, leave us five stars, and write a quick review. If you enjoy this podcast, share it with your friends so that we can continue to grow our tribe. Tag us on Instagram at tagist_podcast underscore podcast with your shares, and we'll feature you on our story. Don't forget to grab our free guide, five things you can do right now to get your shit together and start living your best life over at tagus.com slash kick more ass. Remember your life only gets better when you decide to grow and it's never too late to get your shit together.